This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Friday, 9 February, in the year of our Lord, 2024, the day after, the morning after, one of the most important days in the history of the MAGA movement. 8, Feb- uh, 8 February, 2024, Supreme Court, Nevada, uh, this, um, this um, incredible indictment put out by her, and also the, the Tucker interview of Putin. Jim Rickards, the great Jim Rickards, is going to join me in a second. We're going to break that down, plus other topics that are driving capital markets. I want to go first, though. See, um, Lindell, here's my problem. Jamie Raskin laid it out for you. It's never over with these people. Raskin laid it out on Joy Ann Reed last night as clear as you could possibly have it. He said, hey, don't fret. We took a shot. We tried to get the Supreme Court, but that was a game off the ballot. The Supreme Court just saying he's not, he's eligible to be on the ballot. That's fine. Doesn't mean he's eligible to hold the office. And we will decide that on January 6th at the House. And people enjoy and read missed it, but it's not the House led by Speaker Johnson. It's the new House that's elected in November, of which they fully anticipate to win. And on January 6th, they're going to block Trump from taking the presidency. As sure as the turning of the earth, if they win. And the only way they're not going to win is if we come together. And here's the problem. We're, we're driving a high-speed vehicle with a flat tire. That flat tire is the RNC. And the problem with the RNC, we have a cancer in the middle of it named Ronna McDaniel. Now, this is not about her personally. This is about her as a leader of an operation that must get focused on election integrity and election security. So Mike Lindell, if someone's put your entire personal fortune on the line and they came very close to bankrupting you about six months ago, Um, your assessment, your your assessment. I mean, you've put it all president Trump, obviously they're going to try to strip him next week of his entire business, put him in jail for seven years. That's all collapsing except for trying to take his business. It's all collapsing around us as we see it, but they're coming Mm -hmm. after anybody steps up. Rudy, they're trying to put in bankruptcy in you and you're the second and third Rudy. uh, You're number two. Rudy's number three, your assessment of Rana and what has to happen there, sir. Well, you bring up a good point. The the House next year voting him in. We have to secure our election platforms. I warned the RNC a year ago. I said, you guys, we're two years ahead of you. Now we're three years ahead of them and they've done nothing. I did a huge speech at a Flashpoint event in Colorado yesterday. And the, that was the number one topic was uh, our election platforms. And we talked about Ronna McDaniel. She needs to go. The RNC needs to embrace our efforts to secure our election right now. They have to do it right now. We can't wait around for November. We have to secure our elections now. And we're well on our way. We have we have so many successes right now, but we need the RNC to embrace our efforts and we need to, they gotta quit blocking at every turn. And that starts 
from the top, and that starts from Ronna McDaniel. That's why she needs to go. She needs to go now, and we need a leader in there. They asked me, Mike, would you run for RNC again? I said, I said we're three years ahead of what they got to do. I don't have time to. They just need to get out of the way or embrace us in our efforts, and we will get these elections secure and these platforms done. And so anybody that we comes still to the we RNC, still have time. Yeah. First off, she can't be layered. All this talk of layering, it just because you got to get to the heart of it. That's the consultants around her. You need a forensic audit. Because my question is, I've started doing some cash flow sources and uses, just based investment banking one hundred and one. I can't figure. I see where the sources are. Principally, this this audience is about two thirds of. That's why there's even this crisis now because you've cut them off, and you must continue to cut them off until their fundamental changes in a forensic audit. A new team to be put in there. Julianne Murray out of Delaware. You know, it may be a candidate for this. She's serious. You like her. Other people that take this seriously. She changed mail-in ballots in Delaware and became that close to being the attorney general of Delaware. Biden's life would be quite different if she was the AG in Delaware. So that, but sure. it's it, no layering. It's got to go. It's got to stop. People are tired of playing the operatives game and the consultants game, and the RNC country club. This is not a country club. We're fighting for our country. And if you don't think it's a fight, Listen to Jamie Raskin. And as bad as Jamie Raskin is, as big a communist as his father was, and as bad as Mark Elias are, those two brothers will not quit and they'll never quit. They can only be beaten. And we have to defeat it. And we're not going to do it by worrying about people's feelings. I don't care about Rana's feelings. I'm here to save my country. I don't care about her feelings. It's time to move aside and get some new people in there. Feelings don't matter right now. Okay, right. it's time to move it, and it should be moved. I don't know why we're even waiting to South Carolina. Shouldn't wait enough. Should happen today, and not to be layered. We need fundamental change. I'm going to tell you, the forensic audit on that place, I think, is going to shock some people because I can't make sense of. I see the sources of, I see the the sources of the cash. I don't know what the uses are. It doesn't make sense to me that where all that money went because all we've been doing is losing elections because only Mike Lindell is putting his private cash up, Mike. Uh, the, the, uh, my, my store and my pillow, give me, give me a hit on it. Yeah. My pillow, everybody. We, uh, right now, uh, my, all my employees making those great, my pillow 2.0s we've sold, you know, 80 some million, my pillows now. And this is the next, uh, generation of, this is the exclusive fabric, the cooling fabric. This is the, with the same patent and fill 29.98 for the queen, five more for the king, your entire order ships for free. You guys, this is uh, $10 cheaper than anyone else. Exclusive War Room special. Uh, you go to MyPillow.com, scroll down till you see Steve there. And then all the specials are there. We've got the blankets. We've got the flannel sheets. Those, those flannel sheets, I said it before, this is the last of them now for the season. Get them now while you can. And, uh, and there you have, uh, you can go right to the MyPillow square there. Now you can cross over to the My Store with all the entrepreneurs Remember, we launched that yeah. about a week and a half ago. Thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurs and USA-made products. The same phone number, yeah. 800-873-1062. You guys, take advantage of the MyPillow shipping for free. You all have with the beds and the mattress toppers. We got a big new commercial coming out on the mattress toppers. I put them all on sale for the war room uh, two weeks in advance of this, everybody. So get those mattress toppers, and they are... Uh, um, and they'll be um, um, they'll change your bed into the best bed ever. Uh, Mike, thank you very much. I'll see you this afternoon. And Mike, I don't want to hear any more whining. 
Oh, you get me, you just jam me in. I don't get, I t- for two days in a row, I got you, you You opened for Trump yesterday, the president in the press conference <laughs> after the Supreme Court. Today you opened for the great Jim Rickards. So uh, no more whining, okay? Don't be coming behind afterwards. You're getting prime don't time. Listen to You're that getting war room. Thank you, war room posse. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lindell, we love you, brother. Keep fighting. I got Rickards. I want to play for Jim to come on. Let's play last night Tucker Carlson, this really stunning interview with uh, Vladimir Putin. Let's go ahead and I want to play a clip and bring uh, bring Jim in. You know, to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the U.S. political leadership. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power. I think everyone understands very well that no matter how many dollars are printed, they are quickly dispersed all over the world. Inflation in the United States is minimal. It's about 3 or 3.4 percent, which is, I think, totally acceptable for the U.S. But they won't stop printing. What does the debt of $33 trillion tell us about? It is about the emission. Nevertheless, it is the main weapon used by the United States to preserve its power across the world. As soon as the political leadership decided to use the U.S. dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. I could play this. I could play this for hours. Jim Rickards, uh, you were one of the uh, the truly deep thinkers on geopolitics, capital markets, uh, the world economy. Uh, just your overall thoughts on on the Tucker uh, on the Tucker Vladimir Putin interview last night. Well, uh, first of all, we'll, we'll focus on that uh, clip, Steve. But um, I watched the whole interview, the whole two hours. It was it was fascinating. <laughs> Putin's actually got a, a pretty good sense of humor. But I know uh, Tucker Carlson I spent a lot of time with him, not on on uh, on TV, but just on in business discussions down in Washington, a very sharp guy, very nice guy. But Putin is kind of schooling him. He's talking about, you know, Prince Vladimir converting to Christianity in the year 987 and the 1654 borders with the Polish-Lithuanian Empire. And, and Tucker is following it all. But um, but he had to ask about dates. And Putin said, well, you know what, I'll, I'll include the dates from now on. Like, you know, like a teacher saying, can you please keep up with the uh, keep up with the class? So uh, if you want to do something really scary, watch Biden. I'm, I'm sure you did both. But watch Biden's press conference last night. And watch any segment of the Putin interview, and I can say here's Putin talking about 10th okay. century history. Hang on, and Biden this, Biden thinks hang, hang uh, you know, the Mexican president controls the Gaza border. This is Rickard's why he's best. That's the connection. Vladimir Putin sitting up there for two hours, and look, I love the fact he went back to the ninth century. So he's trying to make a point, yo. Ukraine's to the, in the heart of Russia. Now, I'm not saying you can agree or disagree with that, but he's giving you historical process to make their case. Uh, you can debate it, but they're making the case and trying to make it irrefutable. At the same time, Biden totters out out there and 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 can't even handle the reporters. I mean, it was quite frankly embarrassing, and the report was embarrassing. J- Jim, that's what people look on the world stage. 
You've got an illegitimate uh, guy here, uh, a a feckless old man. And Putin, for whatever you think, that brother right there is a KGB hammer. And that's what we're up against. The mullahs in Tehran, KGB hammers in Moscow, and and the criminal gang in Beijing. These are are people that play for keeps, do they not, Jim Rickards? Absolutely. You know, I in the, you know, worked for the CIA for 10 years. And, you know, these are the things that you work really, really hard. Can we get some insight into Kim Jong-un's health or somebody uh, somebody else's status? Do they have a disease? You try to figure these things out. Here, you've got the, the, the Department of Justice special prosecutor giving you basically a mental health report on, on, uh, on Biden. I'm sure every intelligence service read it as soon as it came out. But we can draw our own conclusions. We don't even we don't even need that. So that's that's exactly right. And I do a lot of... Um, had a lot of training in body language. It was interesting when when Putin came out, sat down with Tucker Carlson. He took his watch off and put it down. Now, either you don't wear the watch or you wear it and leave it on. But just the idea of taking the watch off and putting it down was, was kind of struck me. But he's he's brilliant. Um, his two favorite sports are chess and martial arts. Um, and it'd be one thing if Biden was like an average president and you were doing the comparison, but this is, this isn't even close. And it is, and it's dangerous. I mean, you can feel sorry for Biden's mental health problems, his cognitive decline. Why isn't he in some kind of assisted care facility? Why does his family let him do this? But he is president of the United States. And we are on a, you know, for those who study, I've studied nuclear war fighting for, for decades. Um, and it's always about escalation. Nobody wakes up on a sunny day and says, oh, I think I'll start a nuclear war. It's because, you know, you raise the ante, somebody else raises back, and you keep going. And next thing you know, you get boxed into a corner, and someone's using nuclear weapons. We are on escalatory paths in Ukraine, in uh, in the Red Sea, Suez uh, Suez Canal. Uh, And now that we put U.S. troops, I think U.S. Marines, on uh, on Kimoi. Kimoi Matsu, I say that – as a kid, I remember hearing about the 1950s, but I've studied it in the meantime. There are two Taiwanese islands that are about a mile off the coast of mainland China. So, you know, leave them alone. But why would you put U.S. troops in there now? These are all provocations. They're not thought through. And it's extremely dangerous. Jim, can you hang on a second? We're taking a short commercial break. Jim Rickards, we're going to break down Putin's talk. Talk about uh, Lindsey Graham and people got into an absolute duke out yesterday about going forward with the Ukraine. Because remember, this is all about Ukraine. It is all about Ukraine. And Lindsey Graham actually called out Kristen Sinema on the floor of the Senate uh, yesterday. A massive fight going on in the Senate. As you can tell, Zelensky fired his relieved, the beloved uh, senior general in the uniformed services of Ukraine as of yesterday. A complete and total meltdown in Kiev. Uh, We're going to get into all that with Jim Rickards, plus Putin's uh, thoughts about the U.S. dollar next in the war room. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access All three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile... You're saying the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, 
and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency, action, action, action. Aware that the only way to offer amendments on a bill being considered in the United States Senate is to first pass the motion to invoke cloture on the motion to proceed. The, the vote that we took yesterday right. at one fifty-nine p.m. Right. Are you aware yes. of the fact that people routinely vote not to proceed until they get some kind of understanding of what's coming next? And here's what came next. Not one effort to sit down and talk to the 41 of us. What would you like to change your vote? The fix is in. We'll jump right into Ukraine. We're going to do it this weekend. We did the minimum on the border when it comes to changing a bill that has many good qualities. So you're not convincing me I'm the problem. I've seen this. You have not. I've seen a debate on this floor with Senator Bennett where we got the crap kicked out of us for weeks. We gave everybody who didn't like what we did a chance to come down here and say their side of the story and kick us in that. That's the way the process works. We did not do that here. So you're losing votes on Ukraine. You're losing me in terms of trying to fix this problem because I can't tell our House colleagues that you should accept this product because we have not done what I think needs to be done to try to secure our border. Okay, this is where the audience um, and get ready to man the ramparts because this is going to be a Donnybrook right there. Lindsey Graham, remember, Lindsey's probably outside of Marco Rubio is the driving force in back of Amnesty, DACA, all of it. And so weak when the White House is over there every day with Durbin trying to concoct some deal. He's also Mr. Ukraine. I mean, it's John McCain Jr. And he's right there telling them right there, hey, you didn't. The thing on the border was a joke. You didn't really make put any teeth in it, and now you flip to Ukraine. So you've taken the fig leaf off. You've jammed this in the Ukraine, and you're going to try to do this with no, nothing on the border. And the House has already told you it's not going to happen. Um, Jim Rickards, what is the obsession? What's the obsession of the American elite, the elite in the city of London, the Wall Street of Europe, in Brussels, in Davos? What is the obsession with Ukraine, sir? They... Uh don't understand Russia. And if you they have they have a view of Russia that sort of got rooted in the 1990s, uh, you know, depending on your age group, I, I've been doing this since the 1960s. But in the 1990s, you know, you had Yeltsin, who was an alcoholic. Uh, the U.S. was rushing in. We were, hey, we're going to build a stock exchange. We're going to privatize your companies, give everybody some shares. And it was all a front for the U.S. sort of taking over Russia, uh, at least economically. Um, and that was their nirvana and the people like, you know, Fiona Hill, George Kent, um, you know, and, and many others and Lindsey Lindsey Graham, obviously, just had this vision that we could control Russia. Well, along comes Putin. And you have to understand Russia. Russia is not about the oligarchs. Yeah, they're oligarchs. Russia is about the Orthodox Church, the military, uh, and the fact that they've been invaded multiple times from Napoleon, Hitler, and, uh, and uh, now NATO it seems to be uh, halfway to Moscow. People don't understand. There are parts of Ukraine that are east of Moscow. Uh, 
And if you go out to Estonia and come through the Baltics and around Poland, Romania, and go out to Ukraine, you've created a giant, you know, letter C that is encircling Moscow. So this is not paranoia. It's just a good understanding of history, which Putin uh, obviously has and showed in this interview. So they had this notion that push NATO to Ukraine, uh, provoke a war if you have to. They, they've been working on the war for 14 years, by the way. This started in 2008 with the Bucharest Declaration by George uh, W. Bush, uh, continued through the CIA MI6 coup uh, against Yanukovych in uh, 2014. Uh, you know, in, in 2008, when they did the, um, the Bucharest Declaration, Bush said Ukraine and Georgia should join NATO. Six months later, Putin invaded Georgia. And that, that was the end of that. Then in 2014, you have a coup and Putin takes over Crimea. So what part of invasion do you not understand if you're the West? Putin is, is um, he, he doesn't bluff. He you know, put it in a poker context. He does not bluff. If he says he's going to do something, he does it. But there's this notion that, uh, you know, Russian generals are fat and lazy. They all sit around and drink vodka. Putin's unpopular. Uh, all we have to do is push, push. There'll be a coup. There'll be this internal uprising. That'll be the end of Putin. We can get back to the 1990s. That's the way they think. Everything about what I just said is wrong. None of it's true. Putin is extremely popular. Um, he, he doesn't rely on the oligarchs. He, he tolerates the oligarchs. He relies on the military, the intelligence, the church, the Orthodox Church, and everyday Russian people. He's got enormous support. You can, he's a nationalist. He's you know Russia first, if you want to analogize that to America first. I think that's a good analogy. He's a nationalist. He's an autocrat, but he's not some kind of you know evil dictator, etc., as he's been made out to be. So if you have all those delusions, if you actually don't understand Russian history, don't understand Russia's way of war, which is an important topic, and think you can push the guy over, then you would do what they've been doing. You would, you know, push Ukraine. And again, you know, Victoria Nuland, uh, 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 the, uh, Sullivan, uh, Anthony Blinken. These, by the way, these are all kind of lightweights. I mean, none, none of these people are. Think of, uh, think of, you know, uh, uh, you know, John Foster Dulles or Dean Atchison or Dean Rusk or um, George Schultz or James okay. Baker or somebody. Yeah. Whether you agree or not, they were all heavyweight intellectuals, but not the yeah. crowd we have now. So if you if you don't diagnose, don't understand Russia correctly, you will make one mistake after another, and that's what we've done. But, hang on a second. Jamie Raskin is a perfect example. Jamie Raskin's father is a hardcore communist that was basically, you know, in partnership with the Soviet Union and was a, a Soviet Union basic apparatchik here in the United States. I remember I, I spent eight years, roughly eight years as a naval officer in the in, yep. in the mid seventies to the early to the mid eighties. Uh, I was four years roughly at sea, and four years at the Pentagon as a special assistant to the chief of naval operations. At sea, I was on a ASW destroyer, a combatant, and our job was to protect the carrier. But our principal job in protecting the carrier was hunting Soviet submarines. I mean, that's what the Navy's destroyers were set to do. That was our task and purpose. That's what we were trained to do, and this is what we did exercise all the time. I remember all these Democrats, and Raskin's a perfect example. They didn't hate, they, 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 they were often siding with the Soviet Union, with the Bolsheviks all the time. President Reagan, all of this fight that President Reagan had, putting in the, the Pershing missiles into Europe, the massive protest. There was never any hate. They didn't really. They weren't. Those guys weren't hating on Russia. They were. They were. They were. Uh, they were hugging up and rubbing up on the Soviet Union. It was President, uh, really President Reagan. Guys like Barry Golder and President Reagan, even more than Nixon, because Nixon was kind of rapprochement. 
Right. I'm talking about guys that said this is an evil empire led by bad guys, and we're going to take it down. Jamie Raskin and all this crowd that hates Putin and literally hates Russia were on the other side of the trade. And I know people, most people don't remember that because they, they, you know, they either weren't born or weren't focused and awakened to politics like they are today. But explain that to me. Explain me the crowd that, that were the Soviets' biggest allies in the West and hated anybody that went up and stood up against these dictators, which, which when Reagan said they're an evil empire, they melted down. And he said, hey, how about we win, they lose. And he took them down and broke them using the conversion forces, the correlation of forces of every, particularly economic warfare, to break them. Why are the guys that loved him so much then are the ones that Putin is a horned devil with a tail? To explain that to me, Jim Rickards. We sort of have three versions of uh, in Russia. I mean, that's the country, that's the culture. Uh, but you have the Soviet Union, which you talked about. Then there's the, the Putin um, you know, government today, which is nationalistic and, and autocratic. But they were actually having elections next month. Um, you know, there are elections in the United States this year. There are elections in Russia next month. There are no elections in Ukraine, by the way. They've canceled them. So this notion that somehow we're fighting for democracy in Ukraine, that's just, that's just another uh, media lie. But there's this third version of Russia, which I, I talked about, which was the 1990s, when it looked like, which was commercial and business-oriented and investment-oriented, but it looked like the oil companies could go in and do what they wanted. And, uh, um, uh, you know, we were going to, you know, when we said, we're going to take your companies, you know, Gazprom and Rosneft and all the other big companies, we're going to take the share, hand it out, shares and hand them out to all the Russian people. We're going to make you capitalists overnight. And they did. But the oligarchs would go in and they would set up little, you know, church basement card tables in the lobbies of apartment buildings. And people would come home from work and say, hey, I'll buy your shares for, you know, a couple of bucks or whatever. And people are like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with these shares. And then they sold the shares and little by little the oligarchs consolidated. Uh, and then it was like Chicago in the 1920s with Al Capone. They were machine gunning each other in the streets of Moscow. It was Putin who ended all that. And they didn't want that. They they liked the idea that this was, you know, Wild West open for capitalism, open for exploitation, et cetera. Or conversely, the Soviet Union, where it's completely top down, completely controlled, and you can do business with people like that. But they can't find a way to do business with Putin because he's looking out for Russia first. Uh, and not in a particularly aggressive way. Ukraine, um, you know, like I say, four, we spent 14 years provoking the war. Well, we got it. You know, the old saying, be careful what you wish for. They wanted this war. They got it. But now what they're finding is that they're losing. Uh, the Russian economy is doing extremely well. Um, the biggest economic problem in Russia right now is a labor shortage because every, because the economy is working as going full tilt. Uh, they're growing 5% a year. U.S. is kind of like 2 to 3% at best. Um, but also the Russians, working age Russians are enlisting in the military. So they, this idea that the Russian army is depleted is nonsense. It's growing exponentially. The U.S. is the one that has depleted. U.S. and NATO have depleted their arsenals. We're, we have no 155 millimeter shells. Uh, we've sent these Patriot missile batteries to uh, Ukraine. Uh, Putin has knocked out three of them with uh, hypersonic missiles, which we can't stop. That was He also talked about that in his interview with, uh, uh, with Tucker Carlson. He said, well, when we saw that NATO was coming east, and coming towards Russia, there came a time when we said, all right, we really can't do business with you people. We have to, you know, basically arm ourselves and prepare. And they developed hyper, hypersonic missile technology, Ishkal missile, that we don't have and we can't shoot down. So 
the, again, again, I come back to the idea that Soviet Union, you could do business with them because they were, you know, top down, just get in touch with the right people. Russia in the 90s, you could do business even though it was corrupt because, again, it was wide open and not, not well governed. Today, um, Putin is a, is a nationalist and autocrat, and he's, he's running the place yeah. in a very efficient way, and they're doing very well. Uh, Jim, hang on. I want to hold you for a few minutes on the other side. Talk about the economic warfare that blew up in the elite's face here in the United States. Jim just mentioned how well their uh, economy's doing. Short commercial break. Back in the war room in a moment. When the economy collapses, will you collapse with it? You can feel it coming. All the signs are there. With it comes financial disaster, tight budgets, sacrifice. Plan for the worst with the best. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply has helped millions prepare. They'll help you too, particularly in hard times. Remember, hard times take years to recover from. Make that first year easier with their one-year emergency food kit. Now get it now with $700 in savings at MyPatriotSupply.com. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging. These delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories every day. That's over 2,000 calories every day for a year at a special price of under $2,000. This rare emergency food kit deal ends this week. You won't see it again anytime soon. So protect yourself, protect your people, protect your family and your loved ones. Start preparing with My Patriot Supply at MyPatriotSupply.com. Free shipping included. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the one-year emergency food kit, and you get it now at a $700 savings. Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Jim, I got to figure out. We, we got to set aside some time and and go through the entire Putin thing in detail. But I want to pivot just to this that Gateway pundit put up, uh, which is so fascinating. Uh, Putin really gives a tutorial on kind of currency, the dollar, the mistakes that Biden's making. And remember, he's at the he's been at the blunt end of economic warfare. So clearly, he's going to make his case about what the mistakes were. But we did to Russia what we haven't done to the Nazis. We didn't do to Imperial Japan. We didn't do to the Soviet Union. We didn't do to our greatest enemies. We did to them. We froze their assets. We tried to destroy their currency. We blocked them from ever trading. Um, we now are threatening, as you and I have talked about, which would be the end of the dollar as a prime reserve currency, converting their treasury bonds into cash and giving that money to Ukraine to pay for it. Which, folks, remember, as we fight this Ukraine money here, that's going to raise its head again, and that will end us at the end of the dollar. You won't have dollar reserves anywhere. People say that if these Americans just take our take our treasury bills, we're buying their bonds. They take their bonds, convert them, and give them to our enemies who are trying to kill us. Then, what's the point? But the also the economy. But his economy's growing. His economy is more robust than ours. His banks are more robust than ours. One of the things, Jim, is he restricted the billionaires. Uh, from taking any from the oligarchs from taking any money out of the country, they were forced to reinvest. Hey, Jim, you're, you're a free markets guy. You're a capitalist. I'm a populist. And one of my big things is restrict billionaires in the United States for taking their money out to <laughs> Dubai and making them right. put it right into the United States. But just your thoughts. You're you're the master strategist here. Walk me through the geniuses 
at the city of London, Wall Street, and in Washington, D.C. at Treasury that were going to use economic warfare to break the back of, uh, of Putin and Russia. How'd that work out? Yeah, it's been a, a, not only a failure in the sense that it did not change Russian behavior and did not hurt the Russian economy at all, it boomeranged on us. Germany is deindustrializing. Germany is in a recession. The United States is close to a recession. We have a lot of other problems as well. So and I, I teach actually teach financial warfare at the U.S. Army War College. So I've been doing doing this for a very long, long time. Putin has it exactly right. Now, just here's a here's a quick summary. They, the Central Bank of Russia has about $300 billion of U.S. treasuries. They have other assets. They have a lot of gold, as a matter of fact. $300 billion of U.S. treasuries. Those are book entry, meaning they're digital. The, the ledger is controlled by the Federal Reserve and the U.S. Treasury. Now, at the beginning of the war, we froze them. But freezing doesn't mean taking them. It means they're yours, but we got them locked up. You can't use them. You can't collect the interest. You can't sell them. You can't do anything with them. But they're still yours, but we got them you know, locked up. Now what Biden wants to do, I think he wants to do it on February 22nd, the second anniversary of the outbreak of the war, is to seize them. The difference there is when you seize them, you actually take ownership. You say, they're not yours anymore, they're ours. It's $300 billion. And to use the $300 billion to fight the war in Ukraine, so who cares about the $60 billion bill pending in the Senate and you know maybe the House, when you get $300 billion of you know supposedly free money. The, the craziest idea I heard was... Um, Ukraine was going to issue a bond issue, right? So they're completely non-credit worthy. That's easy. But the bond issue would be collateralized by the $300 billion, So then when Ukraine defaults, the creditors can seize the, the treasury. Now, here's, here's the thing. This is a default. The U.S. government securities market has been going strong for 230 years. It was started by Alexander Hamilton. He just said, hey, you, you know, don't worry about paying off the debt. Just borrow more and pay off the old debt and keep going. And it's been going for 230 years. This would, this would destroy it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're UAE or China or Saudi Arabia or anybody else, you're looking at this saying, get me out of treasuries because one day they'll, they'll not like something I'm doing and they'll take my securities also. Wow. Jim, tell me about strategic intelligence. We, we love having you on every week. We'd love to have you on every week. Every other week's great for the audience, but I think every week would be better. But strategic intelligence, people are getting it, are raving about it. How can the audience get, get access to your monthly newsletter? Thank you. We have a special link. It's rickardswarroom.com. So rickardswarroom.com. Uh, when you go there, you'll be able to subscribe to Strategic Intelligence. But we have a special offer, a, a free copy of my book, Currency Wars. I've written seven or eight books, but this is a, the one that the people like the best. It's a classic. Uh, it's still fresh. So rickardswarroom.com. You'll be able to subscribe to Strategic Intelligence. And when you do that, you'll get a free copy of Currency Wars. And this is the only way to get the free book. You can subscribe other ways, but when you go to rickardswarroom.com, subscribe to Strategic Intelligence and get a free copy of Currency Wars. Currency Wars is the primer. If you get that, it is, it'll take you up three notches. I know this audience wants to go up 50 notches, so start there. Jim Ricker, it's always an honor to have you on here, and I'll get in touch afterwards. We've got to talk about this Putin uh, interview. We've got to break it down somehow in more detail. Thank right. you. Thanks. Tucker should be uh, congratulated on doing that, not to write it and not called names and not. I mean, it was. And you look, he, he, Putin. I mean, it goes back to the year nine hundred and starts giving you the predicate. If you saw, uh, Tom, I think Tommy Robinson put up afterwards. Tucker's Tucker was a few minutes later in some other conference room in the Kremlin. It just like he walked out of a fifteen round fight with Mike Tyson. 
Uh, and he's sitting there, you know, fully saying, hey, look, this is, you know, this was not easy. When Putin starts off on the 30-minute, you know, talking about Russian history from the ninth century on to make the point that Ukraine is the heart of Russia, I'm not saying you have to agree with that, but he's laying out the predicate for what they did. And as Tucker says, hey, I tried to jump in there and slow it down and say, hey, we're Americans. We don't really go back to the ninth century a lot. Uh, you know, maybe you can tell me about your decision in Ukraine. And you, you, Putin just bowls right over him and keeps on going. He's going to do what he's going to do, right? But it was fascinating, particularly in, look, on the economic war part, it's obviously not 100% correct. He's trying to sell his vision of it. But you don't use those tools lightly. The SWIFT system, our currency, what we can do with central banks is I've been a big advocate. If you're ever going to do those types of things, you've got one bullet in the chamber, and that bullet's got to be used for the Chinese Communist Party in Beijing, which without them, Putin wouldn't be the power he is. But the Putin interview is quite fascinating. Like I said, between the Supreme Court and, the, and uh, Putin, and that's great in this country, and to understand the historical times we're in and that you're an active protagonist in this, and you are a protagonist. So much of what happened yesterday was driven by your action. By your dedication. And this is not writing checks and giving money. This is about your becoming uh, at the forefront of this movement and particularly to push information out there. This is an information war, to push information out. And then to be there and to have President Trump's back was just incredible. Let's play. We had our own Jane Azurka was that kicking it off. Was that Mar-a-Lago yesterday? Let's play the clip and I'm going to bring Jane in. You're dominating the polls. Why is neocon Nikki Haley still in the race when you're dominating in the polls? Oh, I love that question. Thank you very much. You just said it. Uh, I don't know why she continues, but let her continue. Uh, we have a big one coming up, as you know, in South Carolina. And the polls are indicating that we're we're through the roof on that one. We're, we're leading by, I guess, 35 percent, 35 points. Uh, so I don't know. I think she hurts herself, but I think she hurts the party and in a way hurts the country. But it seems to be dying. She did poorly in Iowa. She did very poorly in uh, Iowa, actually. And in third place, Ron DeSantis beat her, although you wouldn't know that if you listened to her speak. Uh, she did poorly in uh, New Hampshire. She did poorly no matter where she went. I, I don't know how the results are in yet from the Virgin Islands, but I know she's playing it very hard. And in Nevada, she, she lost to no name. She had a no name, and she lost by, I guess, 40 points. So uh, I don't know why she continues, but she's a... Uh, you know, I, I don't really care if you've been doing this. It's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's bad for the party. I think it's actually bad for the party. Our own Jane Zirkle. Jane, I don't, is that two or three press conferences in a row? You've gotten a question uh, in there to the president. Great job. Uh, give us your assessment of the whole day yesterday. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think hers remarks on Joe Biden's fitness really coincidentally complemented um, President Trump's remarks yesterday at Mar-a-Lago because they centered largely around the border and national security, things that have just taken a 180 turn from the Trump administration since Joe Biden has taken office. You know, we're dropping bombs everywhere. American soldiers are dying on foreign battlefields. We're giving money to our enemies when under President Trump, Iran, China, you know, these countries, they were broke and our enemies were kept at bay. But I think President Trump, you know, had a really positive reaction to what he heard yesterday from the Supreme Court. He said he felt very strongly that the court will ultimately, you know, decide in his favor. And I think that's a general consensus felt by most who observed. 
And as far as the Nikki Haley question goes, I mean, President Trump handled that, I think, in a very presidential manner. You know, he's dominating in the polls, and it's particularly these issues like the border, like national security, that's driving that, especially when it comes to young people. You know, national security is one of the core issues that is causing young people to turn away from Joe Biden, this candidate that they really propelled into victory back in 2020. And, you know, President Trump went on from that speech that he gave yesterday at Mar-a-Lago to set a record in Nevada. You know, he, he got the most votes out of any Republican caucus in the state's history. And I think ultimately the past 72 hours have really been a great success for President Trump. And he's not afraid to you know, address the hard questions. He was asked head on about these insurrection narratives that the Democrats are trying to throw at him with this bogus lawfare attack. And he has nothing to hide. You know, he said peacefully and patriotically and nothing about that screams insurrection. If anyone is to blame for insurrection, it's really Nancy Pelosi, who has Ashley Babbitt's blood on her hands. And he said that yesterday at Mar-a-Lago straight up. So fantastic performance from President Trump. He was in good spirits, and it was a very successful day for him overall. You know, you saw Biden kind of dot her out there after this entire, this horrible report, really an indictment on him, and then completely collapsed in front of the media and forgot the, that General al-Sisi is the president of Egypt, not Mexico. Just a t- disastrous performance. You had Putin for two hours with Tucker, and Tucker's one of the best around. And then what's the energy... I saw the energy in in, uh, in Nevada. What's the energy like at Mar-a-Lago? Because President Trump walked out there, and I mean, it was like a power move. What is is there new? Do you feel new energy there? Kind of rejuvenation because of what's happened over the last seventy two hours. I mean, it's full it's full spectrum dominance going into Super Tuesday, especially he's leading in every single major state. It's it, there's no more primary. It's over. President Trump should be the nominee, and really the only major things standing in his way is this lawfare. And it's a coordinated attempt by Democrats. He even said how, particularly with the Fannie Willis case, there's coordination on behalf of the Biden DOJ and the Biden administration when talking about, you know, officials meetings that they had regarding this. So it's all a bogus sham. It's trying to deter and it's trying to distract, particularly the media coverage, I think, from talking about just how well President Trump is performing. Jane, what is your uh, what's your social media? How do people uh, follow you? You can find me at Jane Zirkle on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, Getter. Jane, thanks. And you're like uh, Joe DiMaggio now. We got to keep tracking to make sure that your your consecutive press conferences getting a question. It's quite, as people know, it's quite hard. It's it's a big pack down there of wolves. Gotta, you Jane Zirkle, fight thank the you so much for coming. Media to get in right. You got to do, and Jane Zirkle's got sharp elbows. Don't let the innocent look, uh, you know, fool you. She's she's a fighter. She's a tiger. Jane, thank you so much for the coverage. Thank you. Our own Jane Zirkle down at uh, at Mar-a-Lago. Um, Charlie Kirk's gonna follow us at noon. Pasobic after that, we're gonna be back five to seven. We're gonna be all over the situation in the Senate. Uh, so much going on. Remember. It ain't over till it's over, and then it ain't over then. They're still going to do all their machinations. That's why you're like the uh, you're like these uh, great centurions in the Roman Legion that would not would never be broken. You can't be broken because they're going to keep coming every different situation. And now we got Ukraine, got a ton of other things too. Got this RNC situation. Charlie Kirk, Basobic, we're back five to seven. 
want to make sure everybody goes to Birch Gold. You got to check it out. I want everybody to understand why it's a hedge. Particularly, you heard Putin talking about really the dollar's prime reserve currency. I'll get more into it. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in a second. Beware. When's the last time you checked your home title? Never, right? Cyber criminals may have already forged your name off your home's title. His name is on your home's title. He's going to take out loans using your equity. You won't know until foreclosure notices show up for unpaid home loans he took out on your house. Now, I rely on Home Title Lock to protect my home's title. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Let me repeat that. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Question, has some criminal taken over your title? Find out for free when you sign up, code Bannon, at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. Let me repeat that. You get a free comprehensive scan and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. This is all free. Go to home title lock, hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. Take action today. Take the angst of this off of uh, off of your plate. Don't let these cyber bandits, these cyber thugs, coupled with artificial intelligence, mess with your home equity. Action, action, action. Matt Rosendale here. I'm running for the United States Senate, and I'm running against the Washington establishment, against Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell. The Washington insiders are causing an invasion at our southern border, enriching their friends with the Green New Deal, allowing China to spy and emerge as the global superpower, all the while retaining power for themselves and ignoring we the people. For three years in Congress, I put America and Montana first and have never caved to the D.C. cartel. I voted and supported President Trump's agenda every single time. On January the 6th, 2021, I stood with President Trump and voted against the electors. Meanwhile, shortly after, Tim Sheehy contributed to Nikki Haley. On the day Alvin Bragg wrongfully indicted President Trump with bogus charges, I stood with President Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Within days, Tim Sheehy contributed to yet another candidate running against President Trump. This Republican primary race is the people of Montana versus Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, and the Washington insiders. Mitch McConnell knows that I won't support him for Republican leader, so he's trying to keep me out of the Senate. McConnell knows I won't follow his orders, and he's fixing to find out that the people of Montana won't follow his orders either by letting him pick our next senator. But they've made a big mistake. Montanans don't take orders from Washington. We send orders to Washington. So today, I'm asking for your support to run for the United States Senate. So together, we can rebuild this great nation. Thank you, and may God bless each and every one of you. Congressman Matt Rosendale now joins us uh, by phone from Montana. You just announced today. By the way, because of your leadership and the war room posse having your back, Steve Daines, who's the instrument of uh, McConnell, has been with McConnell saying, no, 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 no. we got to secure the border. You came to Ukraine. uh, Daines is one of the first guys to run over to Ukraine, had the full support, got us into this mess, 
and his uh, acolyte out there, Tim Sheehy, wanted to send American combat troops. They are certainly not right for the United States, and I know they're not right for Montana. Uh, Matt Rosendale, your thoughts, sir? They're, they're trying to rewrite history, Steve. They, they think that, that people do not have devices where they can record and look back and see what the facts actually are. And the facts actually are that, yeah, Tim Sheehy supported us sending American troops. It's in writing. Ukraine. He has embraced the ESG standards. He has embraced the climate change zealot uh, because he was able to profit off of it. He, he supports ESG, the DEI standards. And so one has to ask themselves, does he truly believe these things? And if he says, no, I don't, I've been, you know, I've, I've had a come to Jesus moment. I don't believe in those things. I was only doing it to make a living. What does that say? I mean, do you have anything that, that, that you believe in? Do you have any core principles whatsoever? Or is a dollar uh, willing to or able to buy your influence? If it is, then you're going to fit in perfectly with Mitch McConnell. But if you're going to fit in with the people of Montana, you have to stand for something, and, and, it, and it can't be a price tag. We're going to see this here over the next 72 hours, and the Warren Posse is going to be at the ramparts with Bill Blaster to get all over this because right now even Lindsey Graham said the fig leaf's off. All this five months about this phony border bill, which was really a, a authorized the invasion of our country, was just a fig leaf so they could get to Ukraine. Mitch McConnell is where he is today in Ukraine. Is there any circumstances, Matt Rosendale, that you would vote for Mitch McConnell to be the uh, minority leader? No. And I've said that, and I'll say it again publicly. No, I won't. It's time for Mitch to go back to uh, Kentucky. Uh, There is a man that doesn't care if he is the minority leader or the majority leader. He just wants to be the Republican leader. He has used his power, his money, and his influence to make sure that he he, uh, keeps that position, and uh, not because— of any good thing that he wants to do. That is the uniparty on full display. And I'm, I think that he and Chuck Schumer basically have their agreement made that, you know, as long as we continue to deal with each other and we continue to fund each other's uh, desires, then we will maintain control over these groups. And unfortunately, Steve, as you and the posse know, there's so few people that are willing to stand up and call it out for what it is and actually try and preserve this great republic that we have and call those guys out. You know, the Mike Lees of the world, the Ted Cruz's, the, the Rand Paul's of the world, there's not many of them. Now, we've shown, and you, and you know, we've shown what a small group of committed individuals can accomplish in the House of Representatives. But everything that we've done, and we dragged the whole conference over to the right to pass the domestic energy bill, to pass the H.R. 2, the a true immigration and security bill, to pass the NDAA, to pass, quite frankly, a debt ceiling that, that was going to call back some spending. But each and every time, it goes over to the Senate side, and they end up killing it, not bringing it up, burying it deep. And so we get another loud voice up there, and it can have tremendous impact. Uh, Congressman, you're one of the hard eight. Uh, you've been with this audience, and they've had your back. You've had ours since the beginning. Uh, we have tremendous respect for the folks in Montana, one of the greatest states in the union. And i got to tell you, a state— uh, where people know it's hard to make a dollar, 
right, in a beautiful, beautiful country, the harsh environment up there. They're just the best American patriots. We look forward to this race. Where can people go to find out more about you and more about your Senate race? They can go to mattformontana.com, Matt, F-O-R, Montana. Dot com. We're going to be sending out a lot of information over the next several days. We're going to need Steve to get our support, 25 bucks at a clip, because guess what? The big corporate packs are not going anywhere near me, and that's fine, because they can't buy my vote. I represent the, the people across this state and the people across this nation. I love that. Uh, Montana doesn't take orders from Washington, D.C. You send orders there. That's the way it ought to be. Congressman uh, Matt Rosendale, thank you so much. God, God bless you, buddy. Thank you, brother. Thank you. thank you for coming on. Okay, that's going to be a big fight out there, Montana. So goes Montana. So goes the United States Senate. And we can't have any more Mitch. We know, we know the game. We know the scam. We can't have any more Mitch McConnell acolytes. I think Danes ought to be worried about his 26 race. He shouldn't be, he should back off this 24 race because uh, there are a lot of people that we know out there that are pretty impressive want to take him on to think he is just another acolyte of Mitch McConnell. And Mitch has got to go. Ron has got to go. Mitch has got to go. Projects for this afternoon. Kirk up next. Poso. We're back five to seven. We'll be on fire. Where? Here in the war room. True or false, using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first. Chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.